Good morning and welcome to this online worship service from here, the sanctuary at the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy. It is so good to be with you, connected by the Holy Spirit during this time of Thanksgiving. Friends, uh, as we have the last couple weeks, there are two options to worship this week. We are uh, here online, obviously, but also Sunday morning at 1030, we'll be on the side yard soccer fields and we will have worship there as well. An opportunity to be together, uh, spaced out. We've got polka dots all over the field. Just come in your household, choose a dot, set up a chair and enjoy worship outdoors uh, during this beautiful time of year in North Florida. We do um, have some, some uh, limitations, I guess, to the outside worship. So the things that we need to, to keep uh, in mind, and I need you, uh, if that's a choice of yours, that you'd like to come out, you're feeling healthy enough and confident enough in others to be around them outdoors in worship, to keep watching your emails, because if the weather turns nasty, we'll send you something uh, that says that we will not be worshiping together. And also if numbers of COVID cases in our town, in our county uh, rise uh, too much, then we might have to scale that back as well. Uh, unfortunately, on the 30th, on Friday, uh, there were nearly uh, 100,000 cases, new COVID cases in our country, 98,859 of them. And that comes on the heels of another day with 90. So our, our case averages are going way up. So we need to watch that to make sure we keep everybody safe. Uh, it is hard to plan too far ahead. I'm sure that everybody understands that. I do have a few announcements to share before we begin worship. I ask that as always, you remember those on our prayer list, uh, that they um, would be in your daily uh, prayers and in your thoughts. Uh, we do have some good news. Miss Rachel, uh, Deanna's mother is home from the hospital. So yay, uh, prayers answered, but keep her in your prayers. Keep uh, Miss Marcel in your prayers. Uh, keep others that we have listed in your prayers, as well as all those who do not want to be on our public list, but those that are facing surgery or recovery from surgeries, healing from accidents, those in mourning, and those just feeling overwhelmed by everything. And if you are feeling that way, uh, please reach out. Let me or Ruth or Lisa know so that we might you know, talk, that we might be able to work through some things together, um, that you will know that you are not alone, that these are feelings that we're all having and we're all struggling with. So please do reach out. As I did mention, the coronavirus numbers nationally are kind of crazy. Um, now, the other side is our county. Our numbers have, have been holding pretty low, which is quite wonderful. Uh, but I do offer this word of caution that the last two times we had spikes in Florida, Gadsden County followed the rest of the state. So we saw numbers going up everywhere else. We felt all safe and good, and then we kind of came in behind the others. So what that means is continue, please, to wear your mask, stay distanced, be safe, stay home if you can. Uh, and this is to keep you and your loved ones and everybody else 
safe. So please do uh, be aware of what's going on around us. Hey, had some good news, a fun time yesterday afternoon on the 30th, um, the 31st on Halloween. We did uh, not have a Halloween carnival, but we had our very first drive-through trunk or treat. So we had people entering the parking lot from North Adams Street and then heading back out of the parking lot, got to drive through, had you know, 15, 20 cars out there decorated and ready, sharing candy with the kids. You know, we're doing what we can with what we got, and it was a good time. Also, uh, the food bank is open. You know that. Um, a grant build is happening, uh, has happened yesterday on the 31st. So thanks to Jack Schmidtman for putting that together. Uh, senior high and junior high youth are still getting together. So look for information from Lisa uh, and our terrific Tuesday videos. And these videos are still happening. So uh, watch them, comment on them, share them with others. It's a way to share God's love and share God's message with people that are near and far uh, and all dear to us. Uh, I do thank you for, again, um, keeping up with your pledges, your gifts, and your offerings. Uh, it is wonderful to see how faithful you all are. And it has also been good to see pledge cards starting to come in because this is stewardship season. We sent you a card. We sent you your very own envelope with postage on it and sent you some information about stewardship and the gratitude of giving. Uh, if it's sitting on your desk or your kitchen counter, uh, go grab it out of the pile and take care of that and send it on in or drop it in the uh, mailbox or drop it in the Joash box, the offering box that we have outdoors during worship. Again, y'all, Thanks for being here. Thank you so very much. I'm glad you are here and it is good to be together however we can and to know that you're praying as I am praying that we will be together shoulder to shoulder in this beautiful sanctuary as soon as we can. So friends, um, some more thanks to um, Scotty B for being Scotty B, for sharing his creativity with us in these recordings. Thanks to Tamara for figuring out what's in Scott's head and making it fit into a picture. She's the Scott Whisperer, all good stuff. Thanks to Ian, Chris, Jenna, the FSU section leaders for providing our service music. And uh, I have to say this because, you know, Scott's here, but he wants to get out of here real quick. Happy birthday, Linda Bergman. Happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. So again, thanks to all of you for being here, your willingness to gather during these always changing days. So friends, let us prepare ourselves for worship. The Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let us pray. God of compassion, by the power of God, Elijah provided bread and oil for the widow and her household. By faith in God, the widow provided food and water for Elijah. Give us hearts to love one another, so that in providing and in receiving, we too might experience the unimaginable power of God through Jesus Christ, who provides everlasting love and life. 
God of all that is good during these days of confusion, help us to trust in your steadiness. Provide for those searching for coronavirus answers and treatments and vaccines, the guidance they need to succeed. Bless us all with the strength of mind, body, and soul we need to trust in you and in one another. By your power, protect those serving in harm's way in places both near and far. Share your comfort with those suffering due to illness, poverty, oppression, racism, natural disasters, and lost hope. Great God of all creation, create for us opportunities to be sources of kinship and healing that all your children throughout this your world so desperately need. Lord, bind this nation back together and bless us all with the wisdom and strength and goodness we need to see beyond our ideological differences. Lord, remind us that through sharing mutual respect and love, humanity is indeed capable of doing wondrous good. So Lord, to that end, inspire us to befriend and love our neighbors and use us to serve all who are in need during this time of seemingly unending uncertainty. All this we pray in the name of Jesus, who turned death into new life and who taught us to pray together saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, our first hymn today, our first piece of special music is an old favorite, Just As I Am, uh, Chris and Jenna providing this for us today. Friends, let us worship God through song and lyric.
Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jenna, so very, very much. Thank you again for sharing your amazing gifts with us through worship. We do have two lessons today, friends, two lessons from the narrative lectionary. The first is from Luke chapter four, verses 24 through 26. Um, this is, is the tail part of an episode in which Jesus is uh, in his hometown and he stands up and he tells the people that the spirit of God is upon him and that he is anointed, that he is the one who has come to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He stood up and said that, and the people who had known him his whole life grumbled. They were ill about it. Uh, and they started asking, uh, who is he to say these things? Isn't he just the carpenter's son? Who is this? And this is Jesus's response. It is Jesus's explanation of his earthly ministry in just a few verses. Hear now the word of the Lord. And Jesus said, truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, and there was a severe famine all over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. The word of God for the people of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Much more better. I don't think they heard you the first time. Would they have heard the first one? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, I won't do that again. All right. Hey, our second lesson today is from 1 Kings uh, chapter 17, verses 1 through 16. And then there's a tail part, um, 17 through 24. It is the story of Elijah in that time of famine that Jesus just alluded to. So here now the story of that time and the widow and her son and Zarephath and Sidon. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab the king, as the Lord the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. The word of the Lord came to him saying, Go from here and turn eastwards and hide yourself by the Wadi Sherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the Wadi, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the Wadi Sherith, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the wadi. But after a while, the wadi dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, 
and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, do not be afraid, go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke through Elijah. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill. His illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. She then said to Elijah, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. But he said to her, Give me your son. He took him from her bosom, carried him up into the upper chamber where he was lodging, and laid him on his own bed. He cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I am staying by killing her son? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. The Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. The life of the child came into him again and he revived. Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and gave him to his mother. Then Elijah said, see, your son is alive. So the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> I have a question for you to think about this week. Do you think the ability to trust is something we are born with or is it something that is learned? I have some ideas. I've watched Tamara work with lost and abandoned kittens over the past couple of years. And I wonder if what I've seen points towards an answer to my question. The kittens that we kept Arya, Deacon, and Littlebit were all a bit older when we found them and brought them into the house. And though they are all very sweet, um, they are also pretty skittish. They don't like to be picked up. They really don't like to be touched all that much. And they scatter lightning quick whenever there is an unexpected or loud noise in the house. 
Another of the kittens, one that Tamara found a home for, was a little younger than our cats when Tamara started working with her, and she is way more affectionate. And then there is Wrigley. Obviously, I'm comparing cats and dog, but Wrigley went from the home where he was born to our home, and he never had to fend for himself, alone or frightened. And even though he was a little nervous at first, he was comfortably part of our household in like one day. It makes me wonder if maybe we and all of God's sentient creatures are born knowing how to trust. But if that trust is damaged by others or environment, then regaining that trust takes a long time and a lot of work. I believe that our ability to trust is a fragile gift from God, which is why it's important that we all treat that gift, our ability and the ability of others to trust with the proper care, that we acknowledge that our actions and that our words matter, that character and goodness matter, because there are people we know and people we do not know who have placed their trust with us. The people we know are mostly the obvious, family, friends, neighbors, children we've watched grow up, coworkers. If they've deemed us to be trustworthy, they have in effect decided through shared experience that we are dependable enough, good, kind, honest enough to hold and protect and nurture their God-given ability to trust. That is quite the responsibility to bear. Because if we start to routinely fail to live up to that trust, we break it. And if we regularly break trust, we're no longer trustworthy. If other people who've placed their trust in us, the other people, the ones that I describe as the ones we don't know, they are not as obvious but I believe they're equally as important. They don't have close experiences with us, so they place their trust in us because of our public words, our public actions, and our reputations. They are the people from around the world who know us as Americans and trust us to be honorable examples of freedom, justice, and opportunity. They are the people who know us as community leaders and trust in us to seek the best for Quincy and Gadsden County and Florida. They are those who know us to be people of faith, Christians and members of the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy congregation. And they trust us to follow the teachings of Christ that we would love God and that we would love our neighbors and that that would be obvious in the way we speak, in the way we go about our lives. Those whom we don't know who place their trust in us are counting on, hoping for, praying for us to be our best, to be good citizens of our nation and world, to be righteous leaders, to be the followers of Christ. God made us and calls us to be, to be the people we claim to be. 
And that's also quite a responsibility to bear. Because when we routinely fail to live up to the trust of those we don't know, we break their trust. And because we don't actually know them, it's that much harder to repair that broken trust. And if we regularly break the trust of others, their very ability to trust is broken. And then we have proven ourselves to no longer be trustworthy. The passages today are about the trustworthiness of God and the hoped for trustworthiness of God's people. God tells Elijah a drought and a famine are coming because the people have turned from God. They've broken trust with God. But Elijah hears from God these words. God says, trust me, I'll watch over you. The wadi will be your source of water. The ravens will feed you. And Elijah trusts in God and he is indeed cared for by God as God said Elijah would be. But then the wadi dries up because of the drought and Elijah figures his time is up. But God again tells Elijah to trust and that a widow from Zarephath will feed him. So Elijah does as God says. He finds the widow as she's preparing to die with her son. And Elijah shares God's promise with her. And she trusts in God and she and her son are also provided for. But when her son falls ill, when her son gives up all breath, her trust wavers. But God does not leave her. And through Elijah, her son is raised. And a widow from Zarephath and Sidon proclaims the goodness and trustworthiness of God. We are not perfect. There are times we question, times when it is nearly impossible to trust in others, to trust in God, to maintain the trust of others. But by the grace that we know in Christ, we can recognize those times as invitations to us to grow and learn and become better versions of ourselves. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are given opportunities to share, grow, and gain trust. And here's some encouraging news. We can do this. We can each day learn to trust a little bit more in God and each day become a little bit more trustworthy we can do this. We are actually made for this because each and every one of us was born of God's love. Therefore, God's love is for and in us. And God's love in us is for sharing. Every one of those kittens Tamara brought through our house and Wrigley too have known love unconditional love, the kind of love that changes lives, the kind of love that makes possible a better life, the kind of love that creates, nurtures, and grows trust. It's been a life lesson I don't think I'll forget. God provided for Elijah and the widow and her son, and God proved just as God has proven throughout Scripture, that God, the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit 
has been, is, and will always be trustworthy and true. And so we can trust in God to provide for us and our loved ones and our neighbors, not always as we might want, rarely as we would expect, but always in ways that help us grow into our best selves, that help us to become more faithful, kind, loving, trusting, and trustworthy, that help us to become who God intends for us to be. And thus we and the world learn to trust one child of God at a time. With more trust, we and the world are transformed and this good earth becomes a better place. And we are one step closer to being the kingdom of God on earth. One prayer of trust closer to becoming the kingdom of truth we long for. And I trust, that is good news worth sharing. In the name of the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God, and amen. We now are blessed with our second hymn of the day, Praise Ye the Lord, um, brought to us by the Florida State University section leaders, our scholarship singers. Thank you all so very, very much. Miss seeing all of you back here, but we continue to pray that we will have that soon. But thank you for taking the time to do that for us, uh, to do that in worship to our Lord. Friends, God has taught us that truth, goodness, and love are what nurtures and grows trust. Let us answer God's call to live lives inspired by that teaching, to live lives which bring more trust into this world. And now, so that we might be strengthened and prepared for God's will to be done, let us receive God's holy blessing. Friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord be kind and gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor 
and bless you with peace. Friends, thanks be to God and amen. Bye. See some of you in a little bit, 1030. Bye. Bless me.